Good day, fellow hoteliers, and welcome to episode 212 of the Hotel Marketing Podcast. I'm your friendly host, Pete DeMeo, and today we're going to be diving into the world of photography and chatting about how some properties fail, but how you can succeed with fantastic resort photography. But I'm not here alone. Joining me today is our esteemed business development director, Leanne DeMille. Hello. <laughs> how are you? I'm great. I'm so honored to be a part of this program. We're happy, happy, happy to have you, uh, not mm. only on the podcast, but as part of our team, because you're, you're going on about 90 days now, right? I think so. I think you have to review me one day coming up here soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, this is an important part of the review. <laughs> okay. Trying yeah, to fail. Yeah. I, I'm just happy to have somebody else with a really hard last name. Yes. So. Demay Lee. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I just recently got it. Yeah. It, it's, it's a good one. Mm. You're the, also the only person I know that has a lowercase first letter of their last name. I know. That's super. You French people it, are super weird. It's so romantic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lucky I don't also have to remember to put some little mark accent over a letter. Oh, yeah. 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 We, we, us Americans, we don't have those keys on our keyboards. No, so, no. So you just lose it if you do. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I think we got a really cool show. Uh we're excited to get your input and your thoughts on photography and how hotels can do a little bit better job of a little, a lot better job. right? <laughs> yeah, okay. So yeah, they have, they have a lot of people have a lot of work to do, Yes. but before we jump into that, if you want to follow along with the show notes, go check out travelboommarketing.com slash podcast, click on episode 212, and you'll be able to not only see the the show notes that we go over today, but also we have a handy link to the full article where you can learn everything you need to know about how to fix your photography woes on your website. But yeah, so before we do that, we have a news item that we'll jump into, which means the stupid song starts now. You ready? Uh-huh. With hotel marketing that cannot lose, now it's time for news a ruse. Wow, how do you talk that? I think you talked with a great news item. That's all I can say. I've got one for you here from Focus Wire. Um, it's actually written by Max Starkov with Hospitality Consultant and Strategist. And it, it's interesting to me, coming from the hospitality, the hotel side, the article's titled, No, Guests Do Not Require Human Provided Services in Hospitality. Which no is the opposite of what everybody tells us we're supposed to do. Yes, hospitality is all about being hospitable, being face-to-face, -face, always having a smile, never saying no. But now you don't have to be there to worry about all of those rules. According to the, the latest in the industry, they, they are saying that about a third of the room nights in, in our country, in North America and Canada, they are consumed at vacation rentals and short-term rental houses, villas, condos, apartments. Now we know that. But usually the owner's not there. So they had to develop on a case-by-case -case basis how they were going to get the room keys and all of the information and amenities to their guests without coming in contact. Contactless check-in, contactless help. Um, yeah. And it's, of course, something that the rest of the industry and all of the hotels and resorts of the world want to do more because that means less labor. Um, it, it really does. And, and I, was, I was shocked to see that a full third of all room nights last year were vacation rentals. But then I stopped to think about it and it makes perfect sense. So we went on a big family vacation last summer. We went down to the Keys and we stayed at a an Airbnb. 
but we booked it online, obviously. We checked in, but check-in was simply go through a gate, and at a certain time, the code would work at the door. Put the code in, stayed at the property, enjoyed a week in the Keys, walked out, shut the door, drove away, and never interacted with, not only didn't interact with the owner of the property, but I really never interacted with anybody even at the property as part of the the hotel side. It was just, it was like an Airbnb was, I was just using that person's property and we had a phenomenal vacation, but I didn't necessarily miss the, the handholding for for us. It was fantastic. It was carefree and relaxing. But Pete, what about housekeeping? So with Airbnb is a little bit different. So there was not housekeeping in that case because it was just an Airbnb. Uh, I believe if we had stayed for longer than a week, it did include weekly housekeeping, mm-hmm. but with, with a family, housekeeping is actually not a benefit for us because that means we, especially with my wife, we want to make sure that we clean the room. So the housekeeper thinks that we are neat people. So Right. You make up the bed before you leave the room. I, I do that too. Yeah. But that's the point actually, is that people don't want to come in contact with each other and they don't want a quote unquote stranger touching their stuff. So yeah. it's to their benefit to just take care of your own housekeeping. Exactly. So, and I think this is a great article. I think it's something that everybody should at least take a look at and see if it's something that would help their property, not to necessarily ditch all, you know, customer facing opportunities, but just to be able to offload some of your staffing concerns with a more contactless experience. Now, what about at the reservation stage and the chatbots that are replacing a reservationist? See, that's a good point because he's talking about the on-site staff, but what about mm-hmm. the the call center and everything else? I don't think that needs to go away. Not yet, at least. Yeah, the chatbots are great. There's a good way to offload common questions. But when you need to close a more complex sale, you need to make sure that someone can pick up on the first or second ring. Absolutely. Well, how do you feel about keyless entry using your cell phone to get in the door of your room? Again, that that's a huge one, right? You got to be able mm-hmm. to have that. It, it's not a it's not something that's new anymore. More and more people are looking for that. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, Hilton announced that they have the partnership with iOS devices to be able to push your key to your wallet, which is going to be really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus, so many apps already out there have that keyless entry capability. So it's, a, it's something that everyone better get used to. That's for yep. sure. I, I even think that at Disney World, you've been when they gave you the magic band. Yeah. My understanding is that that's going the way of the cell phone instead. I think so. Because last time we went, we it was one of the first year or two that they had the Magic Bands, and they were awesome. Mm-hmm. Just because they're on your wrist and it was everything. But yeah, even that's now going away. So yep. it's all going to be digital. But hey, that's Better what we get do. get used to it. Just yeah. leave a picture of your staff and a note that says, hey. That, that's what we should do. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry we didn't see you. Like the, I'll show my age, going back with like the Max Headroom type thing where you have the big screen where he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) All right. So good news item. Good catch. Yeah. All right. So from there, we're going to dive into the next episode or next segment, should I say, which is 60 seconds to success. So kind of to set the stage for this again, if you're a regular listener, you're used to 60 seconds to success. But what it is, is we have 60 seconds on the clock. And we have just one minute to share a tip or trick that's going to make your hotel's marketing much more effective. I'm going to go ahead and take this one and kind of see how I can do with it. 
But here we go. Once I set the timer, there's no going back, and I just have to do the best I can. So here we go. I believe in you. All right. Watch this. Let's see if I can make it. Okay. All right. So I'd say this. Take advantage of your industry associations and expand your horizons. Organizations such as your local chambers of commerce, your state, local hospitality and marketing associations, they can all deliver a ton of value and really put you in contact with the industry experts that can help improve and grow your property. You know, one that comes to mind for me particularly is HSMAI. That stands for the Mm -hmm. Hospitality Sales and Marketing Association International. They offer a ton of value at the national level, but a great deal of value at the state and local levels. They have free educational seminars. They have training tools, networking, networking, and a whole bunch more. And what I found is if you take the time, you look at those organizations that you may already be a member of, it will make you so much more effective and it will give you so much more value to help grow your property. So that's what I would say within 60 seconds. And I believe I even have about a second left. Look at that. I just, I'm impressed. just made it in time. Usually I never mm. do. So what do, what do you think about that, Leanne? Are you a member of any associations or any feedback on that? I am. I actually, we're talking about how to succeed at your property. And my past was as a director of sales and marketing. And I found that when you need to get to the decision maker quickly at a company, you can go to the chamber in which they are. They are. Maybe it's a, a business that you're trying to get in touch with. It's in another state and another city. If you know where it is, go to the chamber. And I bet they have information on exactly who to contact and how. <laughs> That's true. And, <laughs> and as the business development director here at Travel Room, you know all the secrets to, to find the right person to talk to. Yes. And I know we just talked about the need for less people at the hotel level, but it's all about relationships when it comes to improving, you know, like you said, maybe a best practice that you can only get from talking to someone else. I love that's a a perfect segue too. So, so that is the travel boom 60 seconds to success for the week. We're going to move on to the main topic, which is episode 212 hotel photography and the asset that you're not assessing. So if you're listening to the podcast, just keep on listening. If you're listening on LinkedIn, go ahead and check out travelboommarketing.com slash podcast. Click on episode 212 and join along. We think you'll have a lot of fun. You maybe get some laughs and worst case scenario, you'll get a lot of great information. But with that, we're going to move on to the main topic. And like I said, that is hotel photography. So we're calling this episode 2002 called and wants his photos back. How to fix your hotel <laughs> photography. Oh, if it weren't true, I wouldn't be laughing. Every oh. day we look at websites for hotels where it, it still looks like they're stuck in the 90s. Oh, it, it's bad. It's mm-hmm. it, 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 The thing is, is it, it's gotten better where a lot of the 80s and 90s photography, short shorts and big hair have kind of gone away. But the people who moved away, they stopped in the 2000s or even the 2010s at this point, and it's starting to show. And I think kind of the way I wanted to frame this article was photography really is one of the most important elements of a hotel site. It's what drives conversions. It what makes you, makes you stand out on, the, on your site, makes you stand out on the OTAs. And it's just critical to have great photography. But photography is like any other physical asset at your property. It might be the alarm clocks in the rooms, the chairs in the conference center, 
whatever it might be, it all ages and should have some type of lifespan. And mm -hmm. your digital assets, like your photography, are no, is no different than that. So what we're going to talk about today is this the article that we have here on the website. Like I said, hotel photography, the asset you're not assessing. And we're going to talk about what you need to do to keep your photography fresh. Specifically, five things that are going to help you plan, shoot, market, and start replanning your next photo shoot. Well, does it start with getting your nephew who wants to be a photographer when he grows up to take your photos? You would think so, wouldn't it, Leanne? <laughs> and then you're done. And just, you just hand him, a, hand him your, your phone and say, hey, see what you can get. No, actually, I do believe that it happens that way sometimes. Unfortunately, most people do that, and it is to their peril. So, so what we're going to do is we're going to do a tra uh, classic travel boom countdown from number one up to number five. And we're going to talk about each of the things that you need to do to make your hotel photography stand out. And the very first one, which is number one, 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 one. Yes, that would be choose the right photographer. Absolutely. You'd think it would go without saying, but it's not the same person that would take photos at Olin Mills. No, it's not. And it, it, oddly enough, it's also not your cousin who has a really no. cool camera that you've seen one time or someone who got a <laughs> camera for Christmas. You want to find a true professional and it, not just a true photography professional. You want to find somebody who is specializing in the area that you want to have shot, not necessarily mm. from a hotel perspective, but absolutely from an architectural perspective, from an interior design perspective. Uh, or it's going to be a different type of photographer if you're looking at exterior shots, lifestyle shots, shots with talent and whatnot. You want to get all that stuff squared away and understand who you need to be talking to in terms of getting the, the best photographer. Yes. Um, coming from a hotel level, I know that they always say put people in the shot so that your guests can imagine themselves having the same experience. But it's entirely different when you've staged a beautiful room and now you bring in people. It's complicated. Yeah. And honestly, there's a, a, a lot of mixed opinions on people in room photography, mm -hmm. because the idea is that is where the room that you're going to be in. I don't want the, the fancy people who are in this photo shoot necessarily in my room. And it goes both ways, right? Some people say it's awesome. Some people say it's a horrible idea, but it's something for Usually, you to think about. You'd have the people in the amenities photos versus... I Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So, and I would, I would say put a pin in that one because we're going to talk about that a little okay. later on. Uh, My other thought from a hotel level is that a photographer sometimes just gives you the raw photos. So, you also want to find the photographer who can take the raw photos, edit them for everything you need for your particular website. Yes. So, that's a big part of picking a photographer is making sure you understand what you're actually buying. Are you mm -hmm. buying the photographer's time? And the shots? Are you buying the shots and a certain number of retouched shots? Or are you buying shots for only a certain limited license use? That's becoming a little bit less of a concern nowadays that everyone kind of assumes it's going to get used online and, uh, and for, really everywhere. But ask about those license fees and ask about what you're actually getting. In many cases, I've done some you know, pretty large photo shoots and it's unlimited usage for so many years. And after that, you have to pay again. So understand all of those intricacies and you may want to have someone help you through that process if you've never done any type of work with photographers. 
Absolutely. I was going to say this is where you need to go to a more seasoned veteran. And especially if you're with a brand, they'll send in photographers from out of town for a limited amount of time on a certain day. You've got to be ready for them. If you mess up, they can't necessarily come back and retake a photo. That's the truth. Yeah. Look at weather, plan everything out and make sure that when the photographer is there, you're making the most use of their time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, And then I think we kind of mentioned it already, but you may need more than one photographer to shoot your property. You may need somebody for the interior spaces and the rooms, and you may need somebody else for the exterior talent shots and whatnot. Do you think more photographers are also using drones for some of the more over-the-top images, the entire property? So it's, it's a really good point, and they are. It's, so, it's something definitely to ask about because a lot of times photographers, you know, you'll say, yes, I'd like to use you for a photographer, but you never bother to say, oh, you know, do you fly? A lot of times mm-hmm. they will. You just want to make sure that they got that FAA license because if they right. mess up and they don't have insurance and if they're not licensed, you may not actually be able to use the photography that you purchased from them. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's a, that's a good one. Do we want to jump into number two, 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 Number two, it's all about the rooms. I like to say a guest will never come to your hotel sight unseen and, and say, you know, I like to book at hotels that I've never seen. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> you never hear that. Says no guest ever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's a very, very important part. And it's really the only <laughs> reason that people are staying at your property is they're going to be spending time in their room and making sure you set that up for putting your best foot forward. Mm. Uh, one of the things that drives me nuts particularly is a room that's not staged properly. Uh, I've got somewhat of an eye for detail and seeing things like the alarm clock cord dangling down. Oh, I know. Or, you know, it's just a weird smudge or shadow, just just things where you need a another person sitting kind of behind the photographer and helping mm. them with those little staging things that need to get fixed. You know, a lot of hotels are moving away from things like bed skirts, but if the bed skirt is misaligned or wrinkled. I noticed that right away. A photographer's not necessarily looking at that. Right. I mean, the, the photographer has so much going through their brain. They have mm-hmm. to look at lighting. They have to look at position. They have to look at angles and all this kind of fun stuff. And they need somebody sitting over their shoulders. If it's a, if it's a ruffled bed sheet or if it's a wrinkled pillowcase or something's not right in the room, that's on you. And that's on your team to make sure they get that stuff polished and the way it should be. Mm-hmm. So. Especially if you are trying to show, illustrate that it's a room with a view, you have to make sure that trying to incorporate the view doesn't ruin the light. That's so true, right? A lot of times we see that a lot of our properties are obviously oceanside, and you know, getting a a beautiful room shot when you have the harsh beach sun right out the window is tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's not unusual, honestly, for us to have to basically put UV filter over the windows in some cases to get that, that good shot. I believe that. And you have to think about your East facing versus your West facing rooms and what time of the day you're taking the photo. Lighting can make or break a photo. It really, really can. So yeah, I think that's, that's a, that's a big thing that we have to think about when you're doing those room shots. I always think of it as a a flight checklist. You know, if you're a pilot, Mm -hmm. you want to go through that checklist that, okay, you know, the bed is made, the, desk is nice. Everything is staged. If you have amenities on there, like free bottles of water and whatnot, that they're all set up properly. 
and have a, a team behind you that's going to be able to help out. So have a member of your housekeeping staff with you know, a vacuum or a steamer or whatever is needed to make sure that you get this set up perfectly. Because mm-hmm. Leanne, like you said before, as soon as that photographer leaves, the shot they got is the shot they got. And a lot of times it can be very expensive to fix something in post if you even can. Absolutely. All right. So, so from there, we can jump right over to number three, 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 three. Well, number three sounds like a no brainer. Amenities are what makes the vacation. Those photos have to zing. Yes, they absolutely. And and Leanne, to to your point earlier, this is where having people is so important in my opinion. Mm -hmm. At at the same time, make sure you have people with scale. Is adding a person can make a small pool look smaller. That's a really good point. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And you kind of want to think about that. And the photographer should hopefully have that eye to, you know, make sure that the way they're shooting a shot makes, put your best foot forward. But if you've ever looked at a pool with flat water, nobody in it, it looks like a cold, dark place. Even with the best of lighting, you need some splashing. You need some people having fun. Those people don't necessarily always need to be your cousin because they have a kid. I think I would hire a professional. You need to, in, in my opinion, because you're going to be able to get more shots faster with a experienced talent. You're going to be able mm-hmm. to tell them, this is what I'm going for. And they're going to understand what they need to do in front of the camera to constantly be in motion and smiling or you know, setting the stage for that camera to go and click, 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 getting as many shots as you can. Right. And especially if you're dealing with shots of folks in bathing attire, swimwear, Yep, it's best to use a professional. Yeah. And you, here's the other thing too. That is the part that is going to age the fastest. You know, we talk about how photography has a shelf life. This is where you start running into a little bit of a problem because the bathing suit style of today may be wildly different than one five 10 years from now. So mm-hmm. you, you want to be in style, but you want to make sure that if you're using shots that are going to be around for a while, that you're not going too much on the crazy trendy side. You try to keep it somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. I agree. And, and no crazy accessories for that matter. Yep. Yeah. Don't, don't go too crazy with that. Uh, now, one thing I will say though, is make sure, understand that, you know, if accessories are important, but you also are going to probably have more retouching on your exterior shots because of the things that you can't control in a room, you know, lighting, things in the background that might, you know, pop in there. You know, if you're taking a, a shot that has a, a longer view, you can very likely have someone walking down the beach that you may not necessarily want and you need a little bit extra either planning to make sure that guy's not there or budget for the post-production. And you know, that brings up a good point, Pete. There are hotels that worry about, we need to clear out the parking lot. How are we going to do this with a hotel full of guests? Well, you have to think in advance, you better get some some tape and some cones because you don't want shots. An old car will date your photo too. That That is very true. And then lastly, I would say, typically we see great amenity shots, particularly outside in the mornings and the evenings. You know, middle of the day is always tricky. So you know, if you're using one photographer, think about time of day. You know, get the great shot outside in the morning, move to the inside for the interior shots during the day, and then try to wrap up the day with exterior shots 
you know, if possible. I agree, especially if you're a flagged hotel where having an actual flag out front is part of your brand. Mm-hmm. That's another good reason to have a professional photographer. They know how to take those types of shots. Yep, absolutely. So, and, and I would say, honestly, that's beyond just the the amenities that we're thinking about. And you know, you and I have been talking about like hot tubs and pools and things like that. Think of all those amenities that you want to shoot. A lot of people have, you know, if it's shuffleboard, you know, if it's a a basketball court, if it's an indoor arcade, all those things are going to need a little bit different treatment, but spend the time scouting your own property and looking at it through a viewfinder to kind of understand where you may want those cameras set up, what you want to show and what you want to hide. I'm picturing myself walking around with my hands up, like, the football goalpost. Exactly. <laughs> trying to eye it. <laughs> yeah. So, well, you know, if you can have the photographer in, if, if they're local, it's, it's great, obviously. But if you can have them in a day before just to walk the property with you, mm-hmm. it's, it's a great tool. It's a great way and to- And most of them do that. Yeah, they definitely do. So uh, before we jump on to the last one, one kind of thing on, on here that I'd also add is understand that it's not the photographer's job to do everything you are going to need to be there or someone that you trust very, very closely to follow that photographer around the entire shoot because Mm -hmm. photographers are going to get the shots that they think are best. That may not always match up to your business objectives. Uh, Agreed. And don't leave it to your restaurant team to be responsible for walking the photographer through for the food photos. Definitely not. Yeah. You, you want to make sure that you're, showing the property that you want to show mm-hmm. because this is these photographer uh, this, this photography is going to be literally everywhere and we'll talk about that in a minute but it's pretty important that you get the shots that you want while that photographer is on site all right think we should move on to number four here absolutely right, number four 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 your lobby makes the first impression that is the truth Mm-hmm. So that's where I see most properties fail in their photos. Oh yeah. How's that? Well, first of all, if you have a tiny lobby, you don't want it to look like that in your photos. Yeah. Sometimes that's when you bring in the front desk agent to, to pose behind the counter, mm-hmm. but that doesn't necessarily work out well every time. And, you know, the things that think about the amenities that are actually in your lobby, they also need to be in tip top shape. They do. And I think a lot lot of people, you know, they shoot the amenities, they shoot the rooms, they shoot the exterior, but they forget the lobby. And to me, it's it's a, it's a big miss. This is the thing that welcomes the guest Mm -hmm. to your property. And in many cases sets the mood for the entire stay. So, you know, I can't think of any hotel I've walked into that didn't have like a sitting area in the lobby or a couple TVs or a, a little bar area or something like that. Make that fun. Make that an exciting part of the vacation in of itself. When you think mm-hmm. about someone coming on vacation, particularly from a vacationer perspective, let's say, not a business traveler or even a business traveler, I guess, but they've been traveling. They're getting tired. They walk into somewhere. They want to feel welcome. They want to feel a little bit of excitement, being able to check in to a, to a fun place. And, and you want to be able to deliver that at the property, obviously, but you also want to be able to show that they're going to be getting that experience that they may not be getting at a competitor's property. 
Absolutely. I see another mistake that hotels make where they and some brands require it. They have their signage across the counter at registration, not necessarily needed in the photo. That's a good point. Yeah. It's more is less is more. Exactly. In a lot of those cases. So, but yeah, that's a, another very good one. Uh, and then I'd say the last thing that we want to talk about number five is putting your photo assets to work after what? the shoot is done. What does that mean, Pete? Well, Leanne, I'll tell you what that means. <laughs> that means you don't want to just take a bunch of photography and stick it in a Google Drive somewhere and move on. You want to put it places. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so obviously you're going to put it on your website, right? You're going to update your, your room listings. You're going to update your main promo panels and amenities and all that fine stuff. But that's just a fraction of the places that you want to update your photography. So let's look Absolutely. at some of just the ones that obviously off the top of my head, your OTA shots. You got to go through and update all of those. What if that's a hassle? Well, you know what? <laughs> Part of being hospitable is having to roll up your sleeves and, and exactly. do the hard work, right? It's, so. I, I know it's difficult sometimes, but don't give up. Yeah. And, and Probably the hardest part, I think, of putting your photos to work, obviously, you've updated your website. You want to update your OTAs, Expedia, TripAdvisor, your Google uh, GMB listing, your social profiles. Again, super important to do that there. The most important thing that you need to do, though, is get rid of the old photos. Common mistake that I see hotels make all the time is they get new photos, they post them, and then they just go right on top of all the old photos. Mm-hmm. So you start scrolling through and you're like, oh, that's a beautiful room. That's a beautiful room. Is that a, wait a minute, is that an old CRT TV in the background? And you want to get rid of that old stuff to, to make room for the new. Then I worry, am I going to get one of these nice new renovated rooms or am I getting that room? That's a good point. You know, you want to make sure that you have one brand standard that you're putting forward because yeah, if they see a picture of an old room, they're going to assume that old room is there because why else would you be showing it to them? Mm-hmm. And I and definitely Put good labels on your photographs for the day that you're not there and they have to be replaced the next time. Help somebody out. Let them know this is the one bedroom shot. This is the corner studio shot. Don't just put pictures up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And those those room descriptions and everything, that's going to be carried over to, from an SEO perspective, for your search rankings. So making sure mm-hmm. that you have the proper titles. It's not, you know, IMG-4214. It's luxurious oceanfront views, number one, mm-hmm. or whatever it might be. And making sure that you have the meta description behind, or the alt text, should I say, behind that as well. Because really, if you got an asset that you really want to make work for you, you want to give it the best tools available so that it does, in fact, do well. Label it correctly as well. I just saw a photo on a hotel website that said, not the actual view underneath. (laughs) I guess they labeled it correctly. They did. (laughs) Yeah. So if, uh, don't do that either. You know, don't put not the actual view. There was one hotel, I think it was, it was somewhere in DC where they just mess with the depth of view or whatever. I'm not a photographer. But they made the capital look like it was across the street and it was like a half a mile away. You know, but the way they kind of framed the shot, they didn't 
they didn't manipulate the shot, but they definitely set it up to make it look like it was, you know, at the Capitol steps when mm-hmm. it was it was a hike to get there. The resorts in Vegas are notorious for that. Believe me, it's a long way away, not one block anywhere there. Yeah, I mean, one of the best places to look is Oyster has a phenomenal section that they have the actual photo versus the photo that the guests have actually taken at the property. And so many times they're just, they're so wrong. You can tell that they overloaded on, you know, staging. They overloaded on retouching to make it the point where that's actually not the shot that you get. People get there. Everyone's going to, you know, post the shots of their vacation on Insta or Facebook. And if, if you're faking everybody out, they're going to know pretty quickly that you're a liar. And you don't want that. I heard the craziest story about a, a traveler led astray by TikTok. A oh, yeah? family that was family was visiting the Smoky Mountains in North Carolina, and I believe they were from Ohio or Pennsylvania. And as the mother was scrolling through TikTok while they were driving to their next destination, she saw these gorgeous pictures of the most beautiful snow-capped mountains, and the the photos were labeled Gadsden, North Carolina. So she goes on Google Maps and finds out that's only 30 minutes from where we are. Can we go there? When they got there, they realized there are no mountains in Gadsden, North Carolina. Some international traveler thought it was funny to label all of his pictures of the French Alps of <laughs> little towns in North Carolina. Uh, yeah. That, that John Denver. <laughs> I love it. So, but yes, yeah, so, they so only put, wasted half a day of their vacation. Right. Yes. So, so put your photos to work, label them correctly, and make <laughs> sure that you're doing everything you can to put your best foot forward, but make sure it's a realistic foot that you're actually putting forward. So, so we do have one bonus. So, number five point five 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 five, and that is start planning your next photo shoot right now. The moment. So here's here's the good news: is that you got a great photo shoot. That's awesome. You got new shots. But the bad news is you've already finished that photo shoot. And as of right now, that photo is getting older. It might be a day Mm -hmm. old now, and that's no big deal. But you'll be surprised how fast the time passes. So start thinking about what that next next shoot is going to be. You you may want to also stagger it. So you may want to say, today I'm shooting all of my rooms in common spaces. In a year, I'm going to have someone come in and I'm going to shoot all of my exterior shots and amenities. Maybe another year later, you're going to do a bunch of talent shots at your bar or whatever else it might be, but have a plan to consistently be updating your photos so that you don't have to do it all at once. But either way, again, it's an asset that ages. So the moment you get a shot done, you kind of have to start planning the next one all over again. I like how you're thinking about it though. It's just like anything else that you would need to replace as your hotel ages it needs to be considered part of your marketing budget. Even if it's expensive, it has to be done. Right. And that's why I, I equate it to sheets, employee uniforms, alarm mm-hmm. clocks, whatever it might be. You know, if it's something that you would put in an asset management system, platform at your property, you're going to do the same thing from your marketing perspective and, and put that in there. So, all right. Well, Leanne, do you think we've helped anybody today? <laughs> we may have shamed some people. Okay. Hey. <laughs> shame is a completely adequate form of help <laughs> i i think it's always a benefit to hear what other 
properties are going through, what other hoteliers are experiencing, and and put yourself in their shoes and and realize we're all in the same boat. You, you got to see it to believe it. That is the truth. So, well, good deal. Well, Leanne, I appreciate you being on the podcast today and sharing all your photography tips and tricks with us. It is an honor to be a part oh of it. Oh my gosh. Now, yeah. when they say, I always listen to the podcast, I'm going to ask, but did you listen to episode two? Which one is this? This is 212. Did you listen to 212? Yeah. That was so. mine. <laughs> well, so, but hey, Leanne, if people want to learn more about you because you're a mystery to all of us, you're brand new, where would they go? And I'm on LinkedIn. All right. Maybe they or should you find can you on LinkedIn. Call me. You can email me. All right. Travelboommarketing.com. I'm sure you can get a link to me. Okay. It sounds like a plan. Uh, mm-hmm. If you want to follow me, I'm at Pete DeMeo on LinkedIn's really the best. P-E-T-E-D-I-M-A-I-O. You can follow us collectively at Travel Boom Marketing. Typically, if you go to Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, it's going to be Travel Boom Marketing something or another. And we also have links to all of those on our site and in the show notes. But you can also find the podcast notes and all of our episodes at travelboommarketing.com slash podcast. And you'll have all the information you need right there. But guess what, Leanne? We actually have one more thing that's pretty exciting as well. Okay. Guess what it is? Is it another exciting sound effect? No, it's it's not. I'll, I'll, I'll stick a, uh, some sound effects in here for you. But no, okay. it's the new podcast feedback page. So go to travelboommarketing.com slash podcast dash feedback. And uh-huh. you can do three really cool things. You can share your feedback and make fun of me or Leanne if you want, but don't do that. She's new. You can share ideas for show topics, which would be very helpful. But best of all, if you're interested in being a guest on the show, you can choose become a guest and tell us a little bit of information. And then we'll work on scheduling other people to be on the podcast too. That's great. I have people contacting me every week asking me how they can be on the show with you. Well, see, now all you say is go to travelboommarketing.com slash podcast feedback, and that'll do everything they need to do. So, well, fantastic. Well, guys, that is the show for today. Leanne, do you have any other parting tips or tricks, or are you pretty much all podcasted out? You surprised me with the last question, how do people get in touch with me? It's LinkedIn. It's Contact Leanne is how you find me on LinkedIn. Oh, is it Contact Leanne? Mm-hmm. L-E-A-N-N-E. Which, by the way, that's a great tri- tip. If you go in and try to personalize your your URL on LinkedIn and your name's taken, try something like Contact and your name. See, see, that's why you're our business development director. <laughs> that's, that's something I never thought of. So, But fantastic. Well, awesome. Well, hey, guys, that is the show for today. Hopefully you've enjoyed it and learned something new. Uh, But don't worry, we're going to be back next week with another edition of the Hotel Marketing Podcast with some more tips and tricks. But until then, happy hoteling and Travel Boom is out.